We are proud to be the official podcast of FetishCon, and we want you to join us in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11th, 2024. The trade show brings together models, producers, industry leaders, and fans from all over the world and brings you great classes in kink or how to become an industry professional. You can get all the details at fetishcon.com. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. of presenting personalities as their authentic selves. This is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, the official podcast of FetishCon. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as other educators and sex-positive personalities sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is your host, John, or as they are known in the kink and fetish communities. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. When you go to the internet for content these days, the content creators usually concentrate on short clips, maybe of 20 or 30 minutes. It's not like the old days when you used to see a whole video that might go an hour or an hour and a half. Well, two very well-known fetish personalities have come together in their assignment to make the next great fetish movie. And boy, have they succeeded. Skylar West and Jim Weathers have been working together to create amazing content for Jim's well-known Bondage Cafe site. Now Skylar has teamed with Jim in the development of a long-form movie which brings together stunning visuals, fantastic scenarios, and beautiful fashion. The result is The Assignment, where one woman's acceptance of a house-setting job becomes a trip into a fantasy world of intrigue, tension, and dreams. Skylar West and Jim Weathers on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. What was the genesis of what made our guests who they are? 
We begin that journey with the first five. Five questions about firsts. First inkling that you knew you wanted to do a big production like this. I'm not sure I would call it a big production. We just call it a um, a concept. And it was all her. <laughs> Me? Yeah. She had this idea. Go ahead. Explain. I mean, I, I, I have to say the entire thing is like a cross-pollination of ideas and both of our experiences and our inspirations combined. Um, I mean, I always want to film something. As you know, I've told you before, I'm always making some kind of video or a film. So um, yeah, I guess the moment that we wanted to do it was, um, I don't know, earlier this year and why. Yeah, why? Because because nothing was going on, I think. Yeah. So we had this idea. Yeah. Let's make a movie. Yeah. So she came up with this concept and I rewrote it a little bit and we came up with the, it sort of evolved actually as we were filming it, which was inter always interesting, you know, and uh, no crew, it was just, just us. Yeah. And um, literally just us. So um, it was done over a period of time and we reshot things and shot things and it was good. thought it was cool. Yeah. And actually, it now I remember you were finally done with Batgirl. Yeah, finally. And that's when I was like, oh, I can snag him for something. <laughs> Will you want to do a thing? Yeah. You know, finally finished with that. So, yeah, that took a while. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it was. Um, and uh, it was fun. It was fun. Fun to do, actually. Maybe you should talk to him. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Skylar, what was the first thing you put in your notebook for this project? <laughs> I believe it was something about uh, the duality of my life. And I wanted to somehow portray that in art. You know, um, I think I wrote a little something like, oh, how can I express this in a film style you know with a little story and uh get some of my deepest desires and my psyche sort of involved in the filmmaking process first thought you gave to the character that candle played <laughs> well candle is kind of like um, uh, a representation of those deepest desires, kind of the opposite of vanilla, <laughs> kind of that, that person that we want to be more of and who we are truly under the skin, you know, would you agree? Yeah, well, that and the fact that originally, because it was just the two of us originally, um, we filmed, I think the first scene that we filmed was, was it the bedroom scene? Right. Oh, and we were doing we were doing a little bit of a test shoot. Like, what would you right. call that effect when you? I, I basically did a situation where Candle played both roles. She played the cat suit girl, and she played herself. You mean me? Yes. Okay. Did I just say? You said Candle. I'm sorry. We the the Skylar role was was she played both of them, and we did right. a split screen, and that was that would have been fine, and and every it looked really cool. Um, 
and I came up with the concept of the hood with no eyes so that she could play both parts and uh, no one would know it was her playing both parts or, you know, the superhero um, alter ego thing where everybody does know it's both parts. But uh, as it turns out, I was shooting something else with Candle and so we decided, oh, that would be a good, good opportunity to do that. Yeah. And, and she's so badass. And like... She's really good at it. And so then that just turned into a whole thing and we reshot a whole bunch of other stuff to make it all uh, work that way, I think. Right. I think the concept just kept growing. Like it just started out with the kind of like the hood idea right. and the well, look, you can be both parts. You can be this entity, but then the entity, if it's her playing her, then you can't split anybody who knows filmmaking, you can't split the line between her and uh the katsu girl or the demon girl or whatever we're gonna call her. Um but with Candle, you actually could have interaction and she could split the frame and be in, you know, you could actually have two characters. Mm -hmm. But it's still a representation of the psyche of, of Skylar, I think. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that was my, that was my concept. I'm not sure though, that's really her movie. So she wrote the first draft of the script. I didn't, you know, have much to do with it until it, you know, I sort of sat down with it and wrote, you know, did my, did my polishing. Punch up. I, he punches I, up the hell out I, of a script. I do do that. I'm pretty good at writing stuff. So um, it was fun. It was fun to do. And, and there were certain, certain things in it that, that I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is going to be silly. And it turned out to be like the best, my favorite parts of the movie. Like when she looks at the, the Dita painting and all of that stuff that you've seen. Um, I thought that was just silly and I didn't, I had no, okay, fine, I'll do that. And then, <laughs> and then we saw it and I thought, oh, that's so cool. Um, you know, I told you. It works. <laughs> so she has these good ideas. Um, yeah, I mean, that was really, it was neat, you know. Um, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun project to do, certainly. Skylar, first time you developed an affinity for wet nylon. Because there's a lot of it in this. I want to get your opinion, what you think of that feeling and that texture. But hey, um, yeah, it's probably Jim's fault. I, Mr. Nylon over the, here. The uh, concept of Skylar in the hot tub and the Skylar watering the plants and getting wet, I think that was my idea. Mm -hmm. I can't remember though. Are you specifically talking about the... Uh, the uh, hot tub? I'm actually talking about both because, and we'll get into this later in the show, but the fact that it almost became something that was a fetish unto itself within the movie. Yeah, I see that. I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> That's all. Oh, you know, please. All, all Let's this. be honest. No, I thought it looked cool. You you have like you like nylon. Sure, like I wet nylon, dry nylon. It's just, it's just so I thought it was cool. Nylon. I thought it was cool, and um, uh, it turned out to be cool. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I can get I can get pretty lazy in the way that I shoot stuff, and so Skyler sort of tends to kick me in the ass and say, oh no, we got to go out and shoot over here and here and here and here. And I'm like, okay, so it's good. 
Yeah. Right, right. So that's like kind of the cross pollination is Correct. that the word? Yeah. I, I, how how we kind of bring each other's we bring our skills to the table and we're both like benefiting from it because I have like my style of filmmaking and the campiness, you know, and then you've got you whatever you want to call your style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fetish. Um... Sexy as hell. Okay. <laughs> Everything. And you've definitely um, taught me how to make it sexy the correct way. I don't know. No, there's a method and we can get into that. But um, I think people are there's gonna an see, art to this. I think people are going to see the movie and then they go, oh, that's Jim Weathers' movie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, obviously, it's just so me and her both together. So it's, yeah. it's like a melding of the two, I think, mm -hmm. which is kind of it, which is kind of cool. First outfit you knew you had to have in the movie? The latex skating skirt, of course. Go. Like, one, how many times grill. have I worn that thing? The one on the grill. Yeah, this it's a mm -hmm. sweet Gwendolyn inspired. Isn't the skating skirt sort of? I don't know. I bought it a long time it ago. It reminds me of her. It only looks good on a few people. I've had it a long time, and it only looks good on three people that I've ever shot. So, mm -hmm. but it turns out that she's one of them. So. Uh, well, that one, that one's definitely one. And obviously the red and black one. Yeah, the red and black one, you the... may have seen at FetishCon when she was wearing that around. Yeah. Um, the shoes, the, the, what do you call those heels? Oh yeah, I bought her <laughs> a pair of those, those like ballet shoes that really have, a, they have a toe, but the, your foot is straight down in them. People who've, who've they're seen just, those shoes. Yeah, um, they have a little lock on the ankles. They're very cool. And I bought those specifically for her. And um, uh, it's, it's another one of those things where 20 years ago when I started this, uh, those things didn't exist, you know? Uh, and now you can just find them on eBay. It's so, so ridiculous. Don't know why, but it's, it's cool. Things have evolved to where more people appreciate the high fetish of things. And when we they return... Do on what women and other wonderful humans want. We're going to get into the making of this wonderful movie, The Assignment, and also talk about some specific things that uh, I, I think you already know what I'm going to talk about when we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. We're presented by Dave and Kinky with special thanks to kinkstermerch.com. For more than three years, we have presented this podcast as a labor of love without paid advertisers. We do this as we want to give back to this wonderful community for all the gifts it has given us. If you want to financially support our efforts, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel, teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We will give you that address again later in the show. Now, here are some words from Catsuit's friends about things you should know about. Hi, Catsuit. Thank you so much for sharing your wholesome space with the team of Fetish Bacchanal. Sparkle the Brat and I, Goddess Alanis, will be hosting a three-day Kingfield retreat in Jamaica, June 28th to the 30th, 2024. This is going to be an escape of a property with a cleansing mineral cave right in the heart of it. Follow at Fetish Bacchanal on Twitter for more updates on ticket links, vending, performances, and more. I'm Dr. Allison Ash, 
intimacy coach and educator and the founder of Turn On Love. And I'm delighted to be offering my sexual and emotional intimacy skills master course in January. This is an eight week virtual live instruction course. All classes are recorded for folks who can't attend live. We're going to dive into a ton of experiential skills, science-based data, and practices to help you create and sustain the level of emotional and sexual intimacy that you want in your lives. Care to join us? Use the promo code WWWPODCAST for $50 off. You can find out more about this course and my other offerings at www.turnon.love. Empowering designs for fetish models, doms, sex workers, or anyone else who needs to be seen as their authentic selves. Visit the What Women Want podcast store at Kingster Merch on Etsy to see those and other wonderful designs for all Kingsters. Now, back to the show and more with our guests on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. I am so honored to be joined by Skylar West and Jim Weathers, the producers, directors, and writers of The Assignment, which is what I called a major project when it comes to any sort of fetish content or fetish movies, because Jim and Skylar, this looks like a movie. It doesn't look like your typical fetish content. Correct. <laughs> no, I'm really, like Anne. No, 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 it really does. It's, it's. I'm very proud. I was talking to her yesterday or the day before. Um, we were putting this all together, and um, um, it really does look like a movie. It, it is very, very cool. Um, I like the script of it. I like the the way it works. I like the pacing of it. Um, you know, obviously, it has very extended bondage scenes in it and other things, but which it would not be in a mainstream movie. In a mainstream movie, it would be cut down. Right. Um, and, and that's, you know, the director in me would say, um, it's still a fetish movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Um, what was your question again? <laughs> I had talked about the fact that it looks more like a movie than a piece of fetish content. Right. And I right. will tell you the immediate thing that caught my eye was exteriors. I don't right. ever see exteriors in fetish movies. When you're actually writing EXT on a script, that doesn't yes. happen. No, I know. That's that's her fault really get me out of the house you know yeah that's and, true and uh, you know we're gonna go shoot at the mall okay so we're gonna go shoot at the mall and um uh the first scene of the movie and, and we shot that locally and uh you know the, the law out here is that if you if you handhold your camera then you can shoot anywhere you don't have to have a, a permit if it's a small crew, like one or two people, you can just have you can't a camera. be obvious. You can't, but um, I did have a tripod. Oops. And I did put it on the ground, which means that I should. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But not in um, front of the cop that pulled up and saw yeah, us, right? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the cop comes up literally, literally behind me while like I'm while carrying the, the camera. 
And he just didn't care. In the middle of the street. Yeah. yeah it was hilarious. They were just like, uh, eh. and I was like, cool. Well, because your I tripod was, wasn't the sticks weren't down. So I looked behind him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cops. They didn't they didn't flash the lights at us or anything. No, but. It was good. I, you know, and all and all I have a pretty cool house up here. Um when I got rid of my studio and but I generally don't shoot outside a lot. And I should. Um, and she really got me to do that, which was good. I mean, unless like, you know, Ashley Lane comes over and we tie her to the post outside. <laughs> like, hey, we need to go outside more and like yeah, make, do something, you it know. It is, it's really pretty. It and, is. And um I the camera I bought before I did the background movie just films outside. It just looks so good. It, it out of the box yeah. it just looks so good oh yeah. i was impressed the, the batgirl movie is amazing and the lighting and everything all your right. set design is so good it's good and uh, and that inspired me too like for us to make something i'm like wow he, like because he's got the the films too you know you've got batgirl you've got oh girl right so um but then there's bondage cafe where it's more like short form videos right but it's a it may be like a really long bondage scene so it's like a short film but it's but, but it's not, not exteriors and not mall it's not the same <laughs> thing it's um i i i've talked to her about this before that the things i do for the cafe are basically cut and paste you could do in um you could do them in uh iMovie you know <laughs> one shot after another after another you're not putting audio over the top of things you're not you're not you don't have 10 different shots that you're editing together you know mm -hmm. um whereas if i did that all if i didn't do movies like the one we're talking about now i would go insane <laughs> i really would oh your life is so terrible I you're know shooting the most beautiful women yeah, in the world you know understand. tying them up but i need i needed a creative outlet yeah and i and i love editing complicated things you know um yeah I, I just do uh, and so this was a this was a great project for me I really enjoyed it I concur with that you know um I do these like work for hire gigs and it'll be fun and it's cool and everything but it's somebody else's idea it's so different when it's your own baby your own films you just get so much out of it watching it you know even years down the line you're just like I don't know. I, like with an, another film that I did back in 2019. I mean, I, every time I watch that, I get new, like warm feelings and I have memories and I had a larger cast and like, we like to text each other. Remember when we did that? Or it's just so gratifying to do your own project. Right. Shocking that, that Skylar would have opinions about these things, but she really does. She's not just some gal who is like a model who's like, what do I want to do? She knows exactly what she wants to shoot, exactly how it's supposed to be. You know, uh, no, that's not good enough. It has to look like this. It's got to do this. You got to get, you know, I, I got my uh, dolly rails out, you know, I mean, that, that gives you an idea that you know, she, you have, she's like, you have dolly rails. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, but it's such a pain in the ass to shoot. I don't have three people to run the dolly, you know, which you really need to have, but we did it. And uh, the shots are, are cool. You know, I, I just, I wanted to be a director growing up. So it, it's kind of fulfilling in that way. Skylar, did you have an inspiration, meaning stylistically, going into this? Or was this just basically right off the top of your head? 
I think stylistically is I have to give credit to Jem for most of the style because it's my first bondage based film like it's my first erotic thriller um you know I haven't really done any sort of I mean I've done like kissing scenes you know as an actor and stuff like that or like but no like groping or sensuality or um oh, that's a whole different thing yeah right so like for me to express what I want to do for such a scene is very complicated for me. And it was complicated, you know, on the beginning of my bondage adventure or journey per se, you know, as we know, and we've talked about like a year and a half ago, I was just like a baby learning how to speak, trying to navigate the waters of the world of bondage. Like, oh, well, I think I want to feel this thing. And I'm like, want to feel like I like ropes, but I think I want this thing in my mouth and I think I like spanking, you know, like, like well, uh, with, with the language the and the, the art first, yeah. the first time. Um, I met Skylar at my birthday party and, um, and she put a bog egg in her mouth. I wasn't around for this thing. I just found out about it later. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did, but with your friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And, gotcha. and, and, um, and I think she thought it was just odd at first she didn't really understand that the that it could look cool i i don't know it there's been a there's been a a um evolve it's been evolving and it's it's interesting to see um you know you could literally write a movie about that but it would be very be very autobiographical and i'm not sure that you know well well you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about the war room of bondage gear. Right. I of, which which you see in the movie. Yeah. You get mm -hmm. a glimpse of a large glimpse of that and all the the fun Jesus, he's got a lot of single doors. The gaggery. You know, that sort of stuff. It's got right. the Wiedermeister so. drawers and the how many bog eggs I have and how many shoes I have and, and all of that stuff. Um I don't in my bubble that I live in, you know, it's just a normal thing. But from an outsider's perspective, coming in and going, wow, wow, this is a lot of stuff. You know, where did you get all of this stuff? You know, it's 25 years of, of collecting stuff, I guess. So. Yeah. And, and I think like the tipping point of really starting to get a feel for the whole scene and the lifestyle is fetish con, you know? some of the things I saw there too. Like, that, was fun. that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like just the collection of experience, uh, experiences that I've had in the bondage world uh, have kind of led us and led me, led us to a project like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to talk about a few scenes in particular. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to be Siskel and Ebert here. I'm just going to <laughs> simply please, be cat please, suit. Please, please, you can trash it. Please you trash can thumbs it up. No. Just give us two uh, thumbs up at least. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the first... It, was, let, him, the, let the man speak. Well <laughs> the first time we see cat suit girl or whatever we want to call her, very voyeuristic, very stylized. 
but there's so much imagination that can go into that one, one character. Yes. Are they in control? Or are they a prisoner? Are they a different version of you? Is it something extraterrestrial? I mean, I had so many questions when I first right. saw yes. that posture collar over top of that hood. Yes. That was exactly the idea. We wanted to make it so that it could be all it could of be them. all of them together. Is this thing real? Like for instance, if, if in the scene in the first bedroom scene when she shows up for the first time fully and you can see her for the first time, she doesn't walk in, she aspirates her or um, she she fades into the fades scene like in. a ghost. And um, that was my nod to is this person real or is this person imagination, right? And um, I think that worked really well. I think the concept of the fact that the evolution of that character through the movie, whereas at first you see her, which by the way, that whole concept of the spy cam uh, was her idea, not my idea. And um, I got on a ladder, you know, like I'm, I'm going to film on this ladder with an iPhone. Um, so, it looked oh, yeah. so it would look different. I made right? do that. <laughs> and I'm like zooming in on an iPhone, so it looks really amateurish, like it's a, like it's a, a camera on a, a you know, blink, or like a, a blink camera yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. That worked really well. You know, the whole concept of that—that that they're watching, someone's watching her in this house—it's kind of um, creepy, right? And there are all sorts of shots, of voyeuristic shots in there, of a sort of handheld looking through the window, you know, like someone's at the house with her um, is is the candle character living in the house in another part of the house that she doesn't know about um yeah it, it's just very cool right and i'm thinking is this the last person that had the assignment <laughs> i don't know i can't, well, we can't give question. it away you know i can't answer that question that would yeah. be for mm -hmm. season two yeah <laughs> there might be another one of these um that's why well, we ended, that's why we ended it the way we did. Yeah. And uh yeah, I can't say enough good things about Candle and working with her in episode two, where you know it gets pretty what's the word? Uh sensual. Yeah. Sensual. She is interestingly, and she can talk to this more than I can because she's in her body, but and you'll relate to this. I I'm filming it. So I just have, you know, I have the, the aspect that I see it for what it is going right. to be on screen. So that's one perspective. But her perspective of this was completely different. She didn't, well, the first time she saw this from an outside perspective, she was shocked. You can, oh, talk, more yeah. you can oh, talk more about that. Yeah, because as you know, in the scene, not to give too much away, but I'm laying there bound i'm tied up and my eyes are closed for the most part and i'm kind of half seemingly awake half asleep sort of in a dream state and i'm very like you know if i get the opportunity to method act i will and i really go there like in my mind i'm there you know and candle she's there too and i'm like getting teary-eyed what's happening <laughs> Um, that was like one of my first times interacting, I would say, um, 
on film in that way was so vulnerable with 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 these guys there and her she's such a professional she's just an outstanding actress um she played the character she like blew us out of the water we didn't even we just wanted her to put a hood on and be kind of mysterious but she like brought this character like just like in Batgirl and you yeah. know she's just she's a great cat so yeah. so it's like you know I'm laying there getting this experience I'm kind of getting the, this like little breath on me these tingly fingers this little giggle you didn't you didn't you didn't remember didn't, that she licked your foot I didn't see all the things I didn't see it but then when we watched it in the edit room I I teared up and I was just like oh my god this is so sexy like oh my god like yes I was blown away how yeah. hot it was right and, and, I, and, and I was feeling, shooting and I knew it was hot but, but she the didn't... feeling the nylon the, the tongue just like the rope ah fuck <laughs> you know did you what did you think yeah, about did you that think did about? you get any feeling from that <laughs> the way and jim jim knows this and i think i've even mentioned it to you skylar the way yeah. i watch videos i want to be you and so right. the imagination of what you were thinking as candle was going over top of you was exactly where my mind was that feeling of connection and energy and touch, especially when you're talking about two suits together, because there's that slickness, there's that that sensation amplifier that nylon is and why Jim loves it so much. Yes. There's the mysteriousness. There's the fact that it's sexy, it's sexy and sensual, but at the same time, everything's to the imagination. What you're feeling inside that suit is energy that just feels like it wants to come out. And the energy that Kendall had with that particular character, especially without any eyes. Right. That's a big thing that people don't realize. Yeah. That must have been such an amazing experience for her as well, especially when you go through that kind of sensory deprivation straight into the sensory amplification. Right. The thing is that people have to realize is that she couldn't see it all. Yeah. Right. It so was she's, dark in there she's too. doing all of that stuff where she's looking at her and doing all of the things. Just, that's it was really impressive because she she didn't couldn't see you know we had to sort of gauge how far away the bed was and you know how many steps it would take to walk in and she doesn't see where her where she is but she just pretty much did it pretty naturally we she didn't did. have to tell great. her a whole lot you know and it's like the other thing is like yeah we know we're making a film but at the same time like we were kind of doing our thing for a while and i have to say like personally it, it was i gained a lot of pleasure from that experience and then watching it after, like I said, was just like mind blowing. It just two different experiences, you know, and we like playing around with that. That's, you know, with a voyeuristic view through the window and um, the cameras around the house and all that, because mm -hmm. there's a there's an, a sector of people that are voyeurs. 
they're not necessarily in the action. They might be off to the side and like, I understand that. I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> there's, some, there's a creep factor to this. There's certainly, even when I was filming it, when Candle was eating the dinner, you know, the whole um, pita in the oven scene. You mean me, the pita Skyler. That's okay. I know. <laughs> we're all, we're in latex and it's okay, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Skyler, when, when Skyler was filming the whole in the kitchen with the pita scene, the pita oven scene. Um, <laughs> which it paid, oh, which, is, which is her shot. An homage not, to not my, something, an older project. Yeah, not, not my shot, that was her shot, I love it too. Um, <laughs> But I'm filming from outside, looking in. It, it, there's a creep factor involved in that, you know. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a guy who walks around looking through people's. You windows. are not a peeping tom. I'm not. No. But, it but was, there are peeping toms. There and are. Some people like that. Okay? There are. And, and my concept is thinking about this is 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 that candle, as candle looking in the window. Mm -hmm. Is she at the house, watching her all the time, right? You know, or is it an entity or you know, I can't answer that question. That was in her. That was in Skylar's head, not mine. All of that stuff is her. None of that was me. And I think it stems kind of from that curiosity, because I have watched some some of my friends homes in the past, you know, um, when they weren't around. And, um, you know, it, it can be kind of creepy sometimes or like. Do they have cameras in here? Like, I'm not going to do anything, but are you watching me? And, you know, what's in their medicine cabinet? Or you shouldn't look at medicine cabinets, but you know what I'm saying? Like, people, people, people have, factor. Yeah, yeah, people have things in their drawers. People have secrets. What if those secrets are uncovered or what's behind the door? You know, what is, so what is behind the locked door? You know, this whole locked door concept of the other portion of the house. Well, but watch the show and find out. There you go. <laughs> No, go ahead. But, but, but no, that ends up paying off at the end. You know, you under, you see it for what happens. But um, the house, she's, you know, she's looking after this house and she doesn't know whose house it is and why. It's just a very interesting concept. I really liked it. I'm very proud of this movie. Well, really you know, there, there are weird jobs out there um for the rich you know that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> there are <laughs> odd things that people or celebrities want while they're having their home looked after or from their assistant or the kind of parties they might have or yeah. so i kind of wanted to like touch upon some of the a little bit of that basically i want to go back to the scene with you and candle because i i heard how Jim saw it from the outside perspective. And you asked me what I thought of it. And you said you derived pleasure from that being in that scene. How much of it was just being in that moment? Absolutely. And it, I, it, having to relax in that situation is kind of funny because we're both directing the film. So it's like, yeah. I'm tied up. I'm laying there, you know, I'm so you have to go. It's not the first time I've acted and directed in something. So luckily I have a little experience in like having to put on different helmets, but then I had like another added helmet, right? Like, Oh, I'm like, we're getting 
like pleasure out of this. I'm not going to lie. Like candle knows she's, she's, she's a little kinkmeister. <laughs> she wouldn't mind if I said it, but you know, she's like adorable and creepy and sexy and um, yeah, like uh, I'm wearing nylons and tied up and she's in her gimpy hood with her beautiful red sparkly lips and, you know, just glowing in latex and hovering over me and it's dim light. I mean, it's just like such a wonderful fantasy. So, wow, it came true. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this started... Um... Not to not to get too much away, but I think that remember we came we didn't come to FetishCon last year because both of us were busy and we couldn't go. Um, we want to go next year, but the year before we went, and she got to experience some um, some stuff. It's the whole concept of, of FetishCon and the and the people and and the being around all these like-minded people that it's kind of like Disneyland for fetish people. <laughs> you know, you, it's like going to San Simeon, you know, Hearst Castle for those people in LA. Um, you go there and you realize that people would go up there for a couple of weeks or a month and they would be just isolated from the world. You know, you're in this whole other reality of um, fetish where it's just, this is the way the world is. People are running right. around in cool latex outfits and people are getting having fun on. and they're getting whatever, they're getting tied up or <laughs> getting, getting their, feet, or whatever. their feet sucked on you in the pool. And these sort of things are just normal. Right. You know, after three days, it becomes a normal reality for people. And I think that that was a really good experience for her to see, wow, this is just a normal. I, I don't know this because, you know, I'm not, I'm not Skylar, so I can't answer this, but It's like an opening of a, of a thing in her in her growing up that she had thought of, but never experienced. Versus for me, I've been in this for so long. It's just like a norm, you know. Me walking <laughs> through fetish kind is like, yeah, whatever. It's whatever. It, it is what it is, and uh, yeah, okay. I don't see it that way, you know. But she did, and I think it was a really cool experience, and it was ex experience for me to see too because. I could see it. It's like watching a, a reaction video that are so popular on YouTube, you know, people listening to Dark Side of the Moon for the first year, first time ever. And you're like, wow, that's my experience I had when I was 13 or 12 or whatever, you know. Right. And this is their first experience of this. And I get to live vicariously through this. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. And this movie is kind of in, the, in that way as sort of a, it, it's sort of a, um, uh, an eye into that there have been a lot of movies of people being introduced to fetish obviously it's a trope <laughs> um but this is a, a tr an honest this is an honest experience it's not a it's 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 truly what it is and i i think it's it's that's how I looked at this. You know, I look at this through her eyes, not through my eyes. And so I'm trying to, you know, gain that concept as a filmmaker. Uh, I'm a little jaded in that way, but um, it, it's a very refreshing thing to look at it, something from somebody else's perspective. 
And it really um, expands on the concept. I think it was very cool. I've said that three times. <laughs> Sorry. Skylar, this was the epitome of a dream that so many of us have, especially those of us who are on the sub side or the bottom side, or as I so proudly call it, the damsel side. I identified with, and I know it sounds strange for a person like me to identify with everything, but I identified with every single thing in the movie because I've dreamed about something like that throughout my life. The freedom to be in an outfit that you dream of wearing and being outside where anybody could see you and then you created this dreamlike state over and above that not giving away what i think it's, is one of the most beautiful things i've seen in a fetish content ever thank you because it just it literally immersed you in the dream it was a dream-like costume. It was a dream-like scenario. The way your eyes absolutely, and this is going to sound fanboyish, but the way your eyes glistened as the glistening happened around you, every bit of that spoke. And then as you moved on to episode three, and Jim had described it a little bit earlier, the dream of anybody who's ever wanted to be tied up or captured or anything to walk into a room like that and go, it's every dream I've ever wanted and it's all in the same place and I don't know what I would do if I got into a place like this and oh my God, that is so amazing and I want to use every single part of that and then suddenly your mind is mush because your dream is going there. That's what's so amazing about this to me. I would say that it's... a. a I feel like you almost went in my mind and wrote a lot of this. And you and I talked when you were on the show before about the fact that we appreciate this, not only for the sexiness of it, but we appreciate it for the sheer joy of being able to live out our fantasies and imagine others as well. Yeah. Wow. That was really beautifully said. You're always having me tear up on this show. My God. Yeah. Um, the, the dream like scenarios and the different perspectives, you know, and the, the textures and the warmth that you get all around, all of that stuff is so important to me when I'm making a film. I, I really want, I, for, for this, especially it was important to, have people watch this and of course they're going to get pleasure some will get pleasure some of them will be intrigued some of them will think oh that was cool or some people won't like it but um i, I everybody's gonna like this movie <laughs> i want people i really do want people to be able to feel something you know and especially this mm -hmm. this niche or genre that we're playing with 
Um, it's the first thing I've really kind of done and not the first thing you've done, but the first different, different ish this kind is the of first, film. The first fetish movie you've ever done in, in terms yeah. of like an act that's your thing. And, and, and being so fresh from just coming into this world, I wanted to try to get those feelings into this movie. Like the way that you, you've watched it and the, the way it makes you feel that's, that's the dream like that that makes me and I'm sure you feel good to hear that that mm -hmm, you felt does. something from it and you were able to relate because going into you know that room with all those special things in there it's just like you know that's that's the feeling right there like oh you know like when you walked into your first sex shop or bondage store you're just like Oh my God, is that a Sibian? I've heard about that. Or is that like a yolk, yolk, yolk? How do you, you know, <laughs> are those chains? Like, is that a flogger? Oh my God. Like, yeah, I'm interested to know because you are, you were at my party. You stayed in that room, strangely enough. Yeah, uh, I did because that was the only room left. Right, and I stayed the night in there. Right. And the first time so I came what, over here. So, what was your, because you didn't know me from Adam, yeah, right? Me and my friend took that room to sleep in right and and you're like because i remember you're like you're looking at all the shoes and all that night and the gags and the there's a whole were, drawer full just, of, just, there's drawers of kink 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 it's everything you know like um, what, what was your opinion of that not not now but that night what was your opinion of that because you oh saw my that God. night. I'm, my friend took a picture of us. She's like, put this gag in. And we're both wearing gags. And I'm like, oh my God, are you posting that online? Like, <laughs> my mom, I hope my mom doesn't see that. Or like, I think she did too. And uh, my friend deleted it. But, um, you know, I was very cautious about everything. And I still am to an extent because, you know, I play both sides. You know, I have some privacy in my life. So it's not uh, ball gags all day, all night. But... <laughs> Right. They're in my life though quite often but yeah. um you know I just think like some of the stuff in the room you know like your vintage leader meister single gloves and your hood all the leather goods that you yeah. can't get anymore you can't find the quality there's nobody to make you know he's since passed away it's like yeah. you know there's some people from this scene like house of gourd or leader meister right. people I've learned about I've only heard stories about these legends and then, you know, Dita, right. Dita Vontis, she appreciates a good leader meister. She had a bunch she, of stuff too, yeah. Yeah, so, Absolutely. so the last of the... I mean, I bought, I was lucky enough with my, my partner and I bought a bunch of it and would go to his house and it was just an experience. Your partner and what? Uh, Corey. Corey would go, would I, would go up to Liedermeister's house. and Your partner for what though? Corey for Bondage, for Short Fuse or Bondage Cafe back yeah. in the day, Short Fuse originally. And we bought a bunch of Liedermeister stuff. And it was expensive back then, you know, it's not like it was free. It was expensive. <laughs> we bought a bunch of it. And then when we split up, we literally split up, you know, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. We picked, you get that one. Okay, I'm picking this one. You get that one, I get this one. And we split it all up. And then I didn't have the different colors that I wanted. So I bought more of it. You know, I bought the colors that I didn't get. And then I bought more of it. And then he died. And then I got all of his stuff. Mm. So now I've got, you know, I've just got so much of it. I got like four blue single gloves. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's out of control. But I don't really... I think at a fire, I'd be the first thing I want to go say, you know? 
<laughs> I asked him that one time. He's like the leader meister. Computer, computers and computer drives and leader meister stuff. Yeah. Everything else is replaced. Fuck it all, right? Weather <laughs> burn. You know, I've got like hoods. And just, oh, they're and, so, and, the sweet Gwendolyn and hood. The, and the, they're and just the pony so... gear and all of that stuff, you know. But people are always just like, wow, like Ashley Lane was over here. Uh, shoot, They're shooting yeah. Ultra Girl. And, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oozing over the hood we were just like talking about it we were like smelling it you know she's she's so kinky she's yeah. funny anybody who's, who's that fan of that stuff would see this in one place and go oh my god yeah. you know especially dita when like we worked with her and she's like bring the leadermeister yeah, you know <laughs> she had she had a, a she does a sweet glendolin gin not to she's not a sponsor but i'll just bring it up and um she had an event in la and she asked us to come out and and, and Skylar uh, played sort of a lead, uh, Gwendolyn character. And I brought a bunch of clothes and gear so that it would, you know, and um, it was a fun night. It was a fun evening. Um, but yeah, she she's a big fan of all of that stuff. Uh, uh, shocking, right? Shocking. <laughs> um, but it's an interesting thing to have. I, I'm very I'm very blessed to have all this stuff. You know, you just can't buy it anymore. The guy was a the most anal, the most particular uh, guy I've ever met. You know, I asked him to make a a single glove with a zipper in it. It took me a year to convince him to make me a single glove with a zipper in it. And he would say, "That's not the way John Willie drew it, Jim." And I'm like, "I, I know, <laughs> but I want one." You know, and and then he finally did, and then everybody wanted one. So there you go. That's how that works. Right. Um, but I feel blessed in that way. When you walk into that room, Skylar, does the list of what you want to do just keep on growing? Or is it like, oh, I have all this available and I can do this? Because I could imagine, and I have a totally different perspective because the the chances of me getting to... Uh, indulge in being a damsel are not anywhere close to being equal to yours but i would be in there going i would have absolute frenzy to be like oh my god i gotta try all of this because i'll never get another chance to do it oh my gosh but you're <laughs> around it all the time so what is your mindset when you walk into that room um are we talking about in real life or in the film in real life um, I've tried many of things on. I I know what fits me. I know what doesn't. I know what looks good. I know what doesn't. I know uh, where to find my size of nylons. Um, I know what I want to wear on different occasions. Um, and I'm not done with it yet. There's still some things I'd like to do. Um, I'd like to uh, do some more, get back into dancing a little bit and incorporating the rope. I have like a little video up on Twitter, X, whatever we're calling it. (laughs) And, you know, I've just been so inspired since I danced with Dita in Glaminatrix, you know, I'm like, oh, I should get back out there and like put my little act back together, you know, like my little cowgirl rope act, self-tie thing, you know, because I can Mm self-tie. She's, somewhat okay so, so I, I gotta back up a little bit to, to understand how this worked um 
we wanted to go to, Dita did a show out here in LA called Glaminatrix and she was doing a show at the Orpheum and we decided we wanted to go and it was New Year's. And um, so I, I, it was this weird thing. And Skylar was at her, her place and I, and I was talking to her on, on texting her and, and Dita talked to me just out of the blue said, we were literally talking about going to the show. And at the same time, Dita writes me and says, Jim, do you have, you know, this or that that I can borrow for this show? And I'm like, sure, okay. And I said, yeah, we want to go to the show. And um, she's like, great. Oh, oh, well, and Skylar had done this thing, which I talked about earlier with the Sweet Gwendolyn Jim, uh, Jen product. So she knew who she knew who she was. And she's like, well, this Skylar wanted to come and be in the show on New Year's. And I'm like texting Skylar and she's like, yes. Okay, well, yeah, sure. Okay, great. So that's how that all came about. And then Skylar ended up being in the show and then got featured in a scene. And it was really cool. It was such a great, great night. Um, right. But yeah, and we got to bring all the, you know, all the gear and, and, and all that stuff out again. So it was fun. That's where, that's where that came from. And it, it's funny how things work, you know, you wouldn't expect um, I've known Dita for a long, long time and we're kind of friends and it, it, but it's so weird because you don't talk for five years and then suddenly it's like you're, you, you haven't, there's been no time uh, has changed, you know, uh, you meet each other and it's exactly the same as it was five years ago. It's weird. It's a weird situation, but, um, and you, by the way, you should all go to Vegas to see Dita at her show. That's well. That's yeah. Fun. She's at the Horseshoe Casino. Right. Um, you can get tickets yeah, right we're, now. We're going, we're going. She's taken over like the old Jubilee costumes and oh, wow. the Bob Mackie stuff. And it's like old school showgirl meets Dita's twist on burlesque. So it's going to be insane. So great. Yeah. She, it's like, wow, I was just dancing with her at the, the little old Orthe you, Orpheum. And you, now she's you may, doing that. You never know. You may be in that show too. You never know. I know. Well, I, apparently she's doing a whole fetish scene again. So yeah. I'm like, oh God. So I'm so excited to <laughs> I, see her. I asked Skylar, do you want, would you rather just see the show or be in the show? I want to be in the show. Oh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I know it's a different perspective though. You don't get to see it. So I don't know. But I'm a performer too. You so. are, oh, I know you're I actually, we went and sat in the audience and I wore a trench coat, that, no joke. And <laughs> like, we're outfitted. Right. And I, and I knew the song that was like before our performance and I ran but backstage, threw off my trench coat and just went on the stage and did the performance and then went back out in the audience and cheers to the New Year's. Yeah. And then the <laughs> fact that Dita was like, she has all these performers on stage, but they're really not interacting with her. Dita's just doing her thing by herself. And right. suddenly Dita decides that she's going to bring Skylar into this and have this whole interaction with her on stage. And the, the other dancers are like, wow, why, why does that happen? How did, how did you get to do that? You know? And I was like, I don't know. It's just worked out that way. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. I'm pretty fortunate. It was cool. They're all awesome. Oh my God. Her dancers are so cool. Mm -hmm. They're all so talented. They can do all kinds of things. So I do you, live life. You've created a dream in a movie. Do you have a dream that you still have for you, whether it be a scene or something you want to shoot 
or something you want to wear or something you want to do? Like per personally? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's at the top of Scott or West bucket list? Oh boy. I still haven't kind of lived out my fantasy of like Kate Capshaw and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It sort of was, that's kind of the play on me on the grill. Well, we call it the grill. It's pretty great. No, the famous grill. But I need like a little bit of like some witchcraft and a seance and some devil man and me, you know, tied up and spinning around on, in some cage, I think. I think that'll be. Wow. <laughs> no, you know. I mean, it, a lot of it. Stin, I, I, he said, "I can make you a cage." Yeah, a lot of <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was your your what the grill, the hot coals. Right, you I, made that. Well, I made that for the background movie, but then you were like, "Oh, let's use that." I loved it. I was like, like, "We have to use okay, this." Okay, that sounds like a plan, and it worked out really well. Um, I like the fact that that the first time she's tied up in the movie, and she wakes up. She doesn't have road marks, but the second time she gets tied up, she does. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's the that was me. I mean, that, that I don't want to say you know. He's, he's found that, that to was, be important that was, that to, was for the my, audience to understand that, that was, we've gone into a new level. That was my little creep factor of like, is this real? Is this not real? Yeah. Thing. Right. That's the synergy of us working together, and we both have ideas, and and I thought that really worked well. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we watched Ghostbusters 2 last night, which, which I don't want to, you know, the whole Vigo painting thing. <laughs> I think that's where the, where the Dita thing came from. But and that's worked. another childhood You're thing right. I have locked worked, in my head. You know? It worked really well. Again, I said earlier that I thought that I was totally poo-pooing that concept in my head. You know? <laughs> yeah, whatever, we'll shoot this. If I, you really want to do this, fine, we'll shoot it. Well, Turns out to be really cool. And so that gives you an idea that I need to sometimes just listen to people. And, and uh, you know, they have much better. This is the great thing about working with other people, which I've done in my whole career. People have great ideas. And everything I've ever done, I always, it's always other people around who have great ideas. If you listen to them and incorporate them into your project, uh, makes it so much better. You know, that's why bands are better than individuals. Because you give up control of your thing to someone else, but they have a different idea and it's always better. Always. And, and Skylar's very talented in this way. She's, she's not just some gal who wants to get tied up or, you know, look good on screen. She has, she has very specific ideas about this stuff. You know, this is her movie. And, and, you know, I, I have to sit back and go, okay, it's all right, I'll, I'll, I'll sit back and I'm, okay, I'll, I'll do it that way, you know? Well, thank right? you. And, but, and it yeah. works, but it works, it ends up being one of my favorite scenes in the movie, right? And so one of, it literally, I think it Which is one? One, the one where the Dita painting and the- Oh, you love that that I much. love that. And, and the fate and the pushing in on the Dita painting and the, the whole- this yeah, what's whole, what's it what's trying going to tell on? me? Like, what is going what is on in the house? Yeah, and I love that. I, I it turns out I just love that scene. It's the you know an epiphany moment. And, and I, we shot it really fast. 
yeah. not to not to anybody who's a filmmaker, but I've I've heard from other filmmakers who've watched lots of documentaries on these things. And these ideas come in people's minds, they do them really fast and they turn out to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's kind of how my experience, why I liked making this movie so much, is that that stuff is just I love working with other people with other people's ideas. You know, I never would have done that myself. Well, and with you, Jim, I think that you you inspire me to take things further or push a little harder as far yes, as we have to light you know, the, yes, we have to light the hallway. Or you know, like <laughs> I'm I'm tied up and I'm not going anywhere, but you know, I probably need to stay there a little longer if we're gonna get this shot oh, or tough. if we're gonna portray this character or if we're gonna get the shot we need, you know, it's like I may be like, like, I remember we were shooting like a pickup and I was like, well, I'm not, I didn't necessarily, not that I didn't want to be tied down, but you know, sometimes you want to be tied down longer than other times, or you've got something else going on and you're like, okay, did we get that? But he'll be like, no, you need, we need to get that. So you need to like, there's, there's two different things for people who've, who've done this as a job and do it personally. Oh, yeah. oh they're, they're correct. very, they're correct. very different things. Very different. You, oh yeah. Um, the grill, for instance, not comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, um, but you want to get the shot that you get. So, you know, like any movie, it takes much longer than it shows on screen, you know, but you have to deal with that and you have to shoot it. No, no, no. I really need the shot. I know it sucks, but but we're not going to do this again. So let's do it. And, and Skylar is luckily enough, you know, willing to go that mile which actually a lot of people I've worked with are. That's the difference between yeah. something that's good and something that's great. Yes. Is that you were willing to deal with the, this is really uncomfortable. Yeah, the I know, agony. I know it's the, uncomfortable. The pleasurable agony. <laughs> yeah, but it's different than the, personal. The ple- it's different than personal. Oh, yeah. You know, it is. Well, yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. that's it, in my job as Bondage Cafe, people are like, they they don't understand necessarily how difficult something is to do you know right they just don't. right they well, don't look and i look at it later and go you know 20 years later i shot this scene and it's just cool as frick you know looking but i've forgotten how difficult it was to do that day you know and right everybody who's involved in it have the same opinion they look at it and go damn that's awesome i'm glad we did that even though it, if I had to relive that on the day, I would never do it again. You know, that's the sort of thing. Right. And, and that, I don't know, that's just the whole part of this movie, which is cool. We have different, we have different perspectives on this. I have an outsider perspective and she has an insider perspective. True, but you also, right? you do have empathy. Unlike no, there's, uh, there's been, there's people have said there's some people that have been in the business that don't have the empathy you know, from the bondage side and they don't understand the pain threshold and stuff like that, but he totally gets it. Like that's also the safety thing. Like I've told you before, uh, it's, you know, I feel safe. And if there's something wrong, I'll get out of the situation. I know I can get out of the situation. I'm not going to be left behind for dead. So. Right. I mean, we talked about this before. Um, It's the most important thing in my job is that the scene that I'm doing is not that important. The person in the scene is important. So 
you could always do something else or do it a different day or just do, it doesn't have to be done or whatever. Don't, I'm selling this for aspiring bondage filmmakers. Don't be set in your ways to the, that this has to be a certain way. I need five more minutes. Well, you're not, you're not going to get five more minutes. You're not going to get one more minute. You're not going to get 20 more seconds. This every it's, second counts. It's done. You're done. When the person who's in the scene is done, they're done. And if yeah. you want to make situation where they never want to do this again, go ahead and shoot that extra 30 seconds to where they feel like they don't count anymore, right? And, and that's from my perspective, in what I've done my my career is that that's the most important thing, you know. Well, because they don't want to work with with somebody like that ever again. Yeah, you know, you know they'll, they, they don't, don't want to do bondage. Them. They don't want to do bondage ever. Yeah, yeah, we've you heard know? stories like that. I have. Yeah, I've had you know people that I've worked with who had took a year off because they started in the business and did a scene and it was bad, and they had this incredibly bad experience and they didn't understand that people have empathy. Um, but that's really the most important in, in situation in all of this. So this is outside of this film and all. And, you know, that's just my yeah, soapbox. Yeah. That's my soapbox for people making this content. Is they have to understand that it's the most important thing. Well, the different. We're, we're rambling on, and sorry, but the last thing I'm going to say before you say the next question: um, Bondage Cafe is Jim's site. He's also. Jim Weathers archives.com. Jim Weathers.com. <clears throat> oh, is it it's Jim Weathers? Jim is easier. Okay. So even where, where you've we, been, by the way, where we, where you can find the movie. Jim Weathers.com. Yeah, exactly. But you've had the bondage site and the book and the movies. You've been do at this for 25 years. Correct. Right, right. Is, is that correct? Yeah. You've worked with you've worked with countless 26, models. 26 years. Right. You've got celebrity models, porn stars, uh, people, burlesque models, all kinds of Correct. models. Yes. And you've been you've been at this for a very long time and you're like the best in the business. Thank you. Can I say that? All right. So you've got so much experience. I do. Yeah. I, I had a vision and, and it took a long time to create. We talked about this before. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I'm proud of what I do. And I'm very proud of this movie. I think people should go watch it. Um, I think they'll be they'll be they'll like it a lot. And she and Skylar's great in it. Um, I Dee, wanted, we have I Dee wanted, Williams, I Dee wanted, Williams, and I, Christina Carter. I wanted her to be in the background movie. I did. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but I'm very I'm very uh, lucky and fortunate to have her in this movie. Um, she portrays the concept and, and it's, it's, there's some, it's not just some gal on screen. I mean, she's, she's got in her head. You can tell she's thinking, she can tell things are going on. And I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Connect with the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter, because that's what we still call it at what women want p1 on instagram as long as they don't suspend us at what women want podcast on pinkster 
at What Women Want Podcast and on FetLife as WWW Podcast. And if you want to follow our host, that's easy as they are Hi There Catsuit on all platforms. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to reach out. Now, some more words with Catsuit's friends. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. Sexual Equanimity by Podophilius. This is a wonderful story of overcoming adversity in which the character's story begins in a world of chaos and despair and ends in a joyous sense of mental release and understanding. Sexual equanimity is a must-read for anyone struggling with feelings of shame and guilt as a result of their wants, needs and desires. Zane's story will resonate with many submissive males whose stories echo Zane's own and provides great insight and clarity. Make sure this book is on your reading list and ensure you don't miss out. It may just change your life. An enthralling read that combines mental health and healing with kink. The ultimate submissive man's bible. Also, don't forget to give our Rumble channel a follow at Chasm Podcast. Yo, this is Podophilius. Sexual Equanimity is now available to purchase as a paperback and a ebook on my website, which is www.podophilius.com. Alternatively, you can purchase the Kindle edition, which can be found on Goodreads and Amazon. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, (laughs) Uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. King for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princess Natasha Strange, that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. Go get it now. Craptaculous boundaries are not your fault. The more severe the dysfunction you experienced growing up, the more difficult boundaries are for you. David W. Earl. Or as Ms. Titania said, nobody ever warns you that when you come from dysfunction, a healthy mind can feel unsafe. We spend our lives being controlled by others, so we learn to control others. Or we allow others to control us in exchange for love. Learn more about Take No Shit Build better relationships through discovering, creating, and maintaining healthy boundaries in three, sometimes five, simple steps at my.curiouser.life. Thank you for joining us. 
Please show your support of the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and leaving us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our video channel at youtube.com slash at what women want podcast and to financially support the show, which we greatly appreciate, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel, teach and bring you great in-person interviews. We very much appreciate it. This is Nookie and Dating Kinky has brought you this podcast since day one. We believe in great education for our community, and this is just one of our efforts. Please join us at Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. There is one thing we haven't discussed in terms of this movie which absolutely struck me when I saw it. It is from both of your minds, but Skylar, it is from your mind. Yes, this is her movie. And from your heart and your soul. And I have often said that if we were able to see fetish from the perspective of the woman's thoughts, how much more poignant it would be. Amanda Wildfire used to do it back in the days of Gwen Media and Jean Bardot would do it. Mm. But to have the total female perspective of what you're going through I think a huge audience for this movie is actually women who wonder if that particular thing is in their head and what they would be thinking if they were in the same position as you. And to me, it would be just as sensual, just as emotional, just as passionate, because you're very relatable in this. And so when I watched it, yes, I watched it through the perspective of, as I said, because I'm a, I identify as damsel wanting to be you. But I was just going, wow, I know some women who would watch this, who would love it even more than any guy would watch it or would, would be enjoying it. Did you ever have that in mind when you were making this? That's exactly what I had in mind, I would say, <laughs> you know, because it it's kind of a a rough chapter, not rough, but like a draft sort of chapter of what I'm what I have going on currently and the experience I've had in the scene and in the genre and the bondage world in the last year and a half or so. So, you know, it's like taking all that I've learned and kind of putting it into a fantasy film is kind of how it's gone down, I suppose. And I just keep thinking of like, when I went to fetish con the year I met you and Jim was in this bondage contest, there were like five or six different 
Ropers? Yeah. Ropers? Can I say roper? Riggers, yeah. Riggers. <laughs> Riggers is a whole other terminology in the movie business, but yes. And it was him, and he had Randy Moore as his model. Yes. Is that the correct word? Mannequin, sure. <laughs> mannequin, sure. I mean, it was it was excellent. I mean, it was such that that contest was like the I'd never seen anything like that before. All this like these expert riggers on a stage, just doing like competing it, to doing like it, doing all it cool. live, doing it live. Yeah. You have twenty minutes, do it. Mm -hmm. But then, not to say any less, but there was this one girl who went up there and self tied. Lily. I don't know. I don't, do you, Do you know what I'm talking about? I know. Actually, she's a friend of mine. Her name is Lumen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember being so drawn to her and just being like, this is so cool. Like, she's just going up there and she did it so well. And I was so impressed. And self-times, I feel like a whole, whole other feeling, right? You're just on your own doing your thing. I'm sure it's interesting when you have an audience though. That's got, that's, that's something I want to like, I want to put my feet in her shoes, but you know, in our film, uh, as you know, there's some self tying in the final episode and that was definitely inspired by her at fetish con. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. was her idea. That was not my idea. Yeah. That yeah. Was not, that was not, that was all Skylar's idea. Uh -huh. She wanted to do that. So mm -hmm. Um, well, I, mean, I, I filmed those things before, but you know, th this was her thing and, um, yeah, it worked out really well. It did. Yeah. And then when we, uh, worked with Dita, she was like, Oh, she was like saying what she wanted us to do at the party. And she was like, Oh, Skylar, you could go over there and you could just be self-tying while people are drinking cocktails. And it was just so funny because you have these like, kind of, what do you call them? Like. Now, I don't want to say well, stiffs, well, okay, but we went to this party with, there was a lot of a, regular non, non-bondage, non It's a Hollywood, people. it is everything I hate about Hollywood. The first, <laughs> the first Except half. Except the people the working first, the party. The first half of the party uh -huh. was everything I hate about Hollywood, you know, and, and I really do hate it. It's just the me, 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 the, me. The first thing I they ask you is what do you so, do? I am so cool. I have been doing these things, you know, and what project are you working on? You yeah, know, what that, that yeah, sort of what stuff. Are you coming up next? All those people left. And then all the people were left were the sweet Gwendolyn people, and they were really cool. And all the dancers great. and the bondage so people. And... Such a great time. And, but, but yeah. But so, Skylar had to learn how to do bondage, you know? She had it I had on a guy. On a guy and in a chair. Alive, you know, and that's not easy to do. Oh, did you say alive? Alive. Oh. Alive. <laughs> And, and, man. And, uh, and so she was she jumped right into it you know and we we did some practicing and and um and, yeah so, so but, but you, wanted that but she also was like oh it'd be great if you could just be self-tying over there while you're sipping on a cocktail sure anything for you dita like i just pulled it out of my ass and i'm just like i can i can self-tie I can tie up people. I can tie them to a chair. I can walk around this party fully bound and still like sip a cocktail. And then she 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 got such a kick out of it too because I was all tied up. I couldn't even move my arms in this little my little skater skirt. And she comes over and like leans next to me and she like puts the cocktail up and starts feeding me the cocktail. I'm just like, but it was she loved it. 
D is cool like that. It was fun. Yeah. It really was. No, but you, okay. Not to, but in your youth, in your growing up mm -hmm. stage, mm -hmm. is this something that you had in your head? Did you ever do that as a child? Oh my gosh. I mean, I've definitely had some uh, brushes with some girls. And... Well, I'm just tying yourself up. Oh, yes. Oh, but more so, yes, but more so the boys in the neighborhood. I think I told him that. Like, yeah, that? like my dad had like a workout bench in the garage and I would just like lure them in there and, you know, tie them up. And then like, I remember I had like this whip from Halloween, like, cause I, you know, I like Catwoman. So I would just have the whip, just not on Halloween, just a normal day. And I'd like get them in there, you know, and I'd like my trash bag made cat suit and I would like, you know, they just, be, they didn't think it was fun though. <laughs> I remember like spanked one of the boys. He was like, ow. That hurts. Like, that he actually hurts. He, he wasn't like, oh yeah, that's great. Do that again. I was like, oh, I think I did. I did. I went too far with it. <laughs> it hurts, by the way. It does. It hurts. But that's like, they, they would just like, they're pretty like submissive though. You know, I'm surprised how submissive some boys can be. They don't know what to do. Like, you know, they're, they're not, some of them know what to do. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. No, there's, there's not much you can do. Some of them don't know how to handle like a woman or a dominatrix who probably starts not. commanding things. They're just like, oh, you know. No, you, you better be good or I'm just going to look at you and go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like at your party. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, Gene Bardot can do that. And I go, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I can appreciate that. But if some random gal decides she's going to be a dom, I look at her and go, "Oh yeah, sure, 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 you're a dom." <laughs> the yeah, legend okay. of Jean Bardot. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Well, uh, yeah, she's like the coolest dominatrix we've ever met. Yeah, right? well, that's the way that is. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so I might as yeah. well go ahead and announce it now because you help me do it is that in 2024 because i'll be taping it in a few weeks we will have a full video interview of jean bardot from her studio oh that's really fun ah. because i've interviewed her and i've gotten to meet her at her studio but i've never gotten to do a full interview with her in the studio you mean and the dungeon that will be fun yes now I interviewed Sybil in the dungeon. Yeah. Oh, you right? did. Okay. But I've never interviewed Jean in the dungeon. Oh boy, is Sybil gonna be the special guest? Well, when I went into the dungeon of her very good friend Temptress Raven Eve, I ended up oh, in yeah. all sorts of different predicaments while trying to conduct the interview. So I don't know if Jean's gonna try to one up Temptress Raven Eve or not. Probably. All I could tell you is be careful. <laughs> that girl has a mean streak. That's all I can tell you. In I've a talked, good way. Though, I've, right? I've known her a very long time, and we've had very long discussions. So, yeah. Yeah. She's not a fake. That's all I'm going to tell you. She's not a fake. Gene, oh. the way she makes me feel at FetishCon, I just feel so on top of the world whenever I get a chance to speak with her. 
That's for you. No, I'm saying that's you. What? That's you too with Jean as well. Oh yeah, I love her. She's great, and she kicked our ass at bowling. We went bowling with her. She's good at that too. Yeah. She will kick your ass at everything. Yeah, pretty much. Kick your literal ass too. Mm -hmm. Pretty fun. Yeah. You know, FetishCon. Uh, her her hotel room is the place. That's all I can say. I right. got to experience that this year. Oh, you did. Did you get spanked in there, by the way? I've told this story, but I will tell it briefly. I had the room next to hers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and I was hearing singing at the top of their lungs. And so I walk out, and I don't even think I had pants on. <laughs> I think I had a T-shirt on. And they went, Catsuit, where are your pants? I went, oh, excuse me. They said, no, get in here. And I'm listening get to them here. sing. And I Madonna. said, oh, I have an idea. So I ran back to the room, got my cell phone, and I said, put on Sweet Caroline. And I sang uh, my kinky version of Sweet Caroline, which is Beat Caroline. <laughs> and while I sang that, Anastasia Pierce had a Clips for Sale paddle, and Tempters Raven Eve had a Louboutin red slipper, and they were keeping time on my butt while I sang. <laughs> and that's how my fetish con ended. This is this drop is the, out, drop out. Yeah, yeah. Um Sky or I explained to her before we went, but I told her that the Jean Bardot experience the Jean Bardot room experience FetishCon is uh for the in crowd I feel so in here um is a whole different thing and it's just a big party you know and it's five o'clock in the morning and you know it's that whole thing but but she got to experience that firsthand and she had a mark on her butt for month. Smaller, a couple months at least three four months <laughs> yeah yeah, I didn't. I it. asked for it. I didn't do it. I cordially asked Jean if I could receive a spanking. Oh my god, dangerous! It was her and a group of some other people too, Kendall but they took turns with me, and I was Anastasia. I was had a black butt for a while. Which is when you get, but, but it was so fun. When you get, when you, you get, know? we're all such good friends, and when you get us together in a party. It, you know, it's Anastasia and the, the Kendra James and mm -hmm. Angela Summers. It's just the whole group of people. It gets out of control. You can't schedule it. You can't say this is going to happen. It never works out that way. <laughs> There's you know? no itinerary. It just happens. So, suddenly, something happens. When somebody's in a pool with a cake and it's every... It's everybody's fantasy of crazy what they think the porn industry or the bondage industry or fetish industry is. Right. Which it isn't, strangely. You know, we're normally just normal people. But occasionally it turns into the bachelor party movie, you know. Um, and it's a thing to behold. It's loud. And um, yeah, yeah, it's that. Brought to you by Hitachi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. We're not well, going there. Yeah, anyway. If you go on YouTube to my channel, I don't know. And now that you've said this, now I'm very scared. 
Uh, I volunteered as tribute to be a demo bottom for Temptress Raven Eve and Lady Karma at their impact next year. And now I'm wondering <laughs> at their impact class. You better wear double pants, well, triple that's, pants. That's what I got to tell you. Put a little um, padding in there. When I turned 50, Anastasia said, we're going to, we're going to have a party for you at her house. And I, and me, and we're going to invite all these models that, you've shot over the years and these people that you know. And I immediately went, uh-oh. <laughs> yep. You know, I just knew. I knew what was coming, you know. And yeah, 25 gals beat the shit out of me for 30 minutes, you know. And but I just that's expected and I just gonna deal with that, you know. It's not my thing, but it's what it is. And that also happened at the party, uh, my 60th birthday party. Same thing happened, you know. Uh, it just happens. And by the way, it hurts. Mm -hmm. And you, I couldn't see what they were doing, but I guess they had every type of implement in my room. Speaking of of the of the the room, um, yeah, you know, Skylar's going and going. Oh, we need to grab this thing, and we need to grab this thing. You know, <laughs> beat him with this thing, and it's oh. like, oh my god. So it, it surprises me, by the way, that most people don't know how, where to spank people. Mm -hmm. they, they spank too high. Just, just for your, your people out there, lower, lower is better. You just want like the fat of the butt? Lower, Like try to top. get the, mm -hmm. the jiggle, maybe? Maybe you can, you can explain that better than I can, but yeah, lower is better. Lower is better. And I took some impact from an amazing young Dom that when I was jogging to keep up with somebody yesterday, I realized I can still feel it. Wow. <laughs> Deep in my buns, I could still feel it. It's like that was almost a month ago. Like, oh my wow. God. No, okay. You've been there, done see, that. That's more hardcore than me. I have oh. grown in my impact and I don't know how. I honestly do not know how. I'm going to get to spend uh, Friday night with my queen who used to say, what happened to you? You were such a sweet sensation player and now I beat the hell out of you and you come out and you kiss me afterwards <laughs> and say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you tell me. I don't know. What? From from somebody who likes being spanked, as Skylar does. What about it? What, it? what is it? I'm sure it probably goes back to childhood. <laughs> I it? mean, does it really? I don't know. It feels good. I don't know. But it has to be in a certain way. Yeah, and you have to be in the right mood for it, I think. Yeah, absolutely true. You know, there's some days I don't really want to be spanked. Absolutely, damn. And other times I do, you know? A little spank, a little massage mixed in, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. That. And yeah. sometimes it's a lot easier to deal with the physical pain than it is the mental pain. Yes, thank you. You always have the words. So You've got the lingo down. I just say... It feels like something in its stuff. <laughs> so you watch this movie. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite scene in the movie? 
ironically enough, the one that doesn't have any bondage in it, I think I really enjoyed the scene in the later Meister outfit outdoors. Oh. With the water. The horse. The water. Yeah, the, the what water. do you call the water? What do you call the headpiece? It's the pony, pony go, pony yeah. outfit, yeah. And yeah, here, the here's outfit. the reason why. I love the bondage why? scenes. Absolutely love the bondage scenes. But there was this certain look that you had where it looked like you were just getting lost. And the more the water came down, the finer the sprinkles were, the more it affected you. And the more you could just imagine where your mind was going. And, you know, I, I love bondage. I love imagining being in that but if you ask me what my favorite scene was it was the fact that it started so simply and it turned into this thing that was absolutely entrancing from the way the water hit the outfit to the way your eyes looked to the way the droplets went from being very fine to very focused. That was pretty damn good. That's awesome. Thank you. Cool. That was her idea too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna wear that outfit. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah, I thought it looked good, wet. <laughs> it did. You know. It really did. Have the uh, yeah, notes? I... Have the notes started for assignment two? Nope. Oh no. Uh I was already yes, they have for in her in her head, obviously. There's yeah. She hasn't talked to me about it yet, though. Oh, I mean, I mentioned possible continuations. Oh uh, no, so that's what I would say. She has all these ideas, actually. She has talked to me about a little bit about it. Well, you know, Christine Christina Carter, you know, she does the voiceover and d williams but uh you know i we've tossed around the idea of having them in the actual film if they want to if we write it out you know they would love to i know christina was saying she wants to do something really sexy and i'm like oh yeah. she'd be great uh so there's a lot of ways that this could go um it just depends like which one sticks you know like it'll work itself out i just have to you know, finish up this project and then I can start thinking about the next thing or getting serious about the next thing. And I have this other thing I'm trying to do. So one thing I have to do one thing at a time, like I'll, <laughs> I'll jot things down in my notepad or ideas and such, but I can't get real serious about it until it's time because, you know, then I have to bother him about it. I'm like, Hey, Jim, we want to shoot this thing. I got this let's shoot this day, let's do this, let's drag this out, okay. let's bring these people over. So then it gets real, you know, until then you're just like bouncing around ideas and stuff. It's great but, for me. Um, it's invigorating. Yeah, I kind of wanted to add some more cast members, so. Not just, see the, uh, the part about this movie is it's really just, I mean, Candle's in it, obviously, but really it's Skylar, right? Mm -hmm. Right, would you agree with that? Yes. Right. And so it would be a different movie 
it's going to be a, I mean, it's like Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2, which we just <laughs> bringing this up, but they're very similar movies. They literally troped, you know, stuff. I yeah. watched it yesterday. Yeah. Um, this would be a very different movie. And I don't know what to expect. I, I would look from this from an outsider's perspective of going, okay. No, it would just go deeper. Where is it going to go? Well, what do you think? I I mean, it's going to, this is kind of light, lighter bondage, right? I I have some thoughts. Is it, is it Skinamax level or is it, is it hardcore to you? We talked about Oh, I going on Tubi? No. Uh, I think it's sensual to the point where I, I would find it hard to call it porn because, mm-hmm. yes, there are fetish things to it. Yes, some people would say bondage makes it that way. Yeah. But there is nothing overtly sexual that I could tell from this. Everything is cool. very sensual. But right. it is the difference between a Showtime or a, a Cinemax late night movie and porn that you go download or get from the old stores. Yeah. I could see this on a Cinemax type thing. Correct. That was the idea. Kind of what I loved about it. Cool. Good, good. And you know, that's definitely that. And I think I told you I was watching Real Sex and Taxi Cab. Mm -hmm. Cinemax, when we got it for like free for a week, I'd be there late at night watching all this stuff. So I'm definitely inspired from the old like 90s crazy movies that I saw growing up. You know, I'm like, ah, I was like kind of like that. And I just wasn't sure how to do it or if I should do it because, oh, no, what would the church think of me or my parents and Mm. this and that. But like, I love it. And I think that if we do a sequel, obviously, we're going to have to level up. I mean, that doesn't mean it's going to go into like Mm. hardcore porn or anything. But I think we can still, it can still stay fetishy and cheesy. The cool part about this movie and how it ends, which I'm not going to give away, Mm -hmm. um, which was just such a great idea. And that was, again, was her idea, not my idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the way this movie ends. I love the way, we looked at this the other day and we were going through it and and I'm just, um, it's such a cool story. That's all. Mm -hmm. It's just a cool story. And it's very ambiguous, which I like. And it's not your, I mean, how many times have I, even I have shot, you know, the the most popular movie I ever did was with Karina and Sadie Bell. And it's still the most popular. And it's her entrance into bondage as a newbie, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. It seems like it's the thing that people love the most. The bondage virgin concept Mm -hmm. right and it is really popular and the exploration of that part of somebody who's never experienced it before seems to be a very popular thing so that's the difference between part one and part two that is going to be different and i don't know i don't know how it's going to work you know, well, I mean, I, I, I yeah. want to do one that has a good story. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's just, we don't want to just I like, I, I, could, I do, I do so many Bondage movies as it is now. And, you know, for me, it, it, it doesn't have the same sort of appeal as this, you know. I do some really cool scenes that I think are great and they're going to last 10 years or whatever. Um, that people are going to look back on and go, wow, that's just cool. It's forever lasting. Well, they already have. I mean, we have like but, Joe Rogan and Burt Kreischer talking about your sand trap scene. Yeah, the quicksand scene with Christina. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> they were talking about how Burt Kreischer is a huge fan. They wow. just came out of no it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. That was a weird he thing. knows he loves the sand trap. Oh, he he loved the quicksand thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And it, that's a surreal experience to have Joe Rogan talking about your stuff going, oh, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. And like, wow, how did they do this? And, and yeah, they're we, trying to figure we, it we out. Talked, we talked about this. And it's all about synergy and people. I would never have done this by myself. It's always, and just like the Skyler, this movie is a perfect example of that. Of, of the sum of the parts is better than the individual. Always, always, you know, uh, the Beatles are much better than Paul McCartney by himself. Always, I don't care what it is. Genesis are better than Phil Collins by himself from this proggy guy's perspective. <laughs> uh, the Eagles, or, or what's it, the police are better than Sting. And even when Sting's talking about the fact that he's looking at Stuart Copeland going, when they reunion, when they had their reunion, going, I can't fire him. You know, if he has this attitude and this concept of what he wants, I can't just blow him off. You know, I have to take his his concept into consideration, and it makes it so much better than one person's concept. And I think that's why this movie is cool, is because it's her idea not just me it's not just a jim weathers movie you know it's it's someone else's true this isn't just and this isn't just skylar's whatever this is truly no it has to be like this and i have to take a back seat and go okay all right yeah you want to shoot this thing with adita painting and a, all right whatever you know turns out Sometimes your idea is not best. Someone else's idea is way better than yours, you know? And that's really fulfilling in the end. When I look at it, like we did the other day, and I go, fuck, this is cool. It just is, you know? It's a cool movie. I hope people go and watch it. One thing that does have your trademark, though, Jim, is the music. Oh, whoa, wait a second. Oh, we got to back this up. It's not the, it's not, this oh. is her. That's this music is her, not me. But here is my, what, here is what I'd like to point out in this, Jim. And I think I've told you this before and Skylar, yeah. you'll laugh when you hear this. I've told Jim that I would just like to get a CD of a uh, CD uh, uh, MP3 of his music and stick it in my ears when I'm having scenes so I can just totally lose it well, because his I music will, does that to you, me. I'll send you, I'll send you a copy. Oh, okay. No, I did the best. We talked about this with, with my interview and that, um, 
the first Batgirl movie in the first very long ago, in like 2000, I allowed someone else to write the music for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did that as a musician. And I hated it. So I then wrote all my own music for everything I've ever done since. But when we did this project, Skylar's a big techno, is it techno? What's, what's EDM, the word? electronica, EDM, like yeah. c- which, cinematic which, and ambient. Which, I'm which, very which, much like atmosphere music. Which I'm not, you know, that's not me. I'm a prog, crazy prog guy. But um, she looked for all this music and we actually rewrote, I actually rewrote um, something. One of our main One songs. One of our main songs I rewrote. And uh, she, I think I impressed her with the fact that I could copy that I could hear it something and then know exactly what it is and do it. Yeah. So I, I, I don't take any, I don't take any um, credit for this music. I take credit for the, for the putting of the music in there and mixing it and, and the, and the editing of it. I will take that cause I'm good at that. And I take credit for the part of the music that I actually wrote. But really, this is Skylar's music. This is her baby, which is which again is the whole synergy thing of letting someone else um, take control of what it is that they want and bring it. It's I would never have used the music that's in this movie. I wouldn't have, but it's very cool. It's mm-hmm. kind of like like a synth wave, a little eighties, you know, Stranger Things. What, what did you think of it? I loved it. Right. There was one particular, the music that played in part one. Over. When Candle made their first appearance bedside, the first sound I heard sounded a little like a rattlesnake. That's, Mm -hmm. That's, that is her. Mm-hmm. That is completely. And that's scumbag. where, and that's where I was like, "Is Candle's character snake-like?" And it immediately put me in this. Oh boy! I mean, it added to the character without saying a word. Well, I have to tell you that Thank that is you. very interesting because that is a big thing, the two of us. That's an inside, that's an inside baseball thing. That sound is completely her, not me. And we added it, and she loved it. And um, yeah, I mean that—that's the whole purpose of that. And that was mm-hmm. totally you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I love. <laughs> different kinds of ambient noises like atmospheric noises mm-hmm. and i always i i love foley in general like there's this guy I follow on instagram who he just puts up videos of him making foley like he'll just like you know blow bubbles in a cup or something mm-hmm. or like rip a piece of paper out and it's like oh that's somebody getting killed or whatever you know it's like so I'm always fascinated with uh, sound effects. And I've always zippers, been, the, yeah. The zip, I had my parents. when the boots go up, you know, when she's putting oh, yeah. the boots oh, on. Oh, yeah. Like that, ASMR. She's very into that. Yeah. That, that is. I'm not like an ASMR junkie, though. Like, you, you think that's that. a whole. But you do love it. <laughs> Centrally, yeah. you love it. 
yeah cinematically like adding it to visuals is really cool yeah the the part of the Batgirl movie where she's putting the stockings on that's that's actually Skylar's fault because she was like, oh no, you need. I'm like, turn up the nylon. Oh, this <laughs> yeah, this is oh. not realistic. It oh, doesn't it's... matter though. It's gonna look cool. You know? And one of my favorite sounds is like latex, or not latex, but like PVC against, against each other. Yeah, yeah. I just mm-hmm. love that sound. The like, squeaking, I need to hear it. Thing. Yeah, she loves that. And sound. I love the sound of like, you know, like when I'm on the grill and I'm cuffed. You know, I just love the sound of like the the cuffs, the like the leather against squeaking. the mm-hmm. the metal, like. So there you go. I think like that's also like that's like a pleasure button in the brain, you know, the sound mixed with the visuals. More than her, more her than me. Yeah. That that's the synergy thing of the two of us together is that you know she brings the stuff that I wouldn't normally um think was that important. Oh no, no, it's really important. Okay. And you may think like this is you know, we've gone far with the bondage in the movie or whatever, but it's I beyond, feel it's beyond. Yeah. I feel like though Skylar's experience is the tip of the iceberg as far as she just self-tied for the first time and she got caught. I mean, a lot can happen. So oh, she's giving away the end. Anyway. But yes. <laughs> Did I That's, just no, yeah. I didn't say it's that. Okay. It's okay. That's though. not what I mean. It's okay though. I mean it, it's intriguing. It's really cool. You know, it really does make people go, what's going to happen next in this whole situation, you know? And, um, well, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's really the beginning of the bondage the, journey. The, the very it last, hasn't even started. The, very, really last, like the very last scene of the movie is actually one of the more difficult scenes to shoot. Strangely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. without giving it away, without I giving can it imagine away, it's how difficult, difficult that it was. It was difficult for Candle to do. You know, and make it not look bad, and um, and poor Skyler's dealing with the handcuffs that I hate, and um, uh, well, we had candle in like six inch, seven yeah, inch heels, just really, which he couldn't even see. She's walking around, you know. It's just it's, <laughs> it's, poor candle. It's a, it's a great shot that I love. It's a very James Bondian sort of shot, mm-hmm. and. I don't know whose idea it was for this shot. It, uh, I don't know. It may have been mine. It may have been yours. Yours? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's and, the first thing um, she's taken credit for because you yeah, all have been throwing she, it at each other all night. Yeah. She should. She yeah. should, for God's sake. Well, I did have that vision that, because she it's should also have. one she of the posters. Take, right. She should mm-hmm. have to take credit for it yeah. because it's her movie. It's yeah. our movie, but it's her movie. You know, it's not just a Jim Weathers movie. Like, Perils of Gap, Backroll or something, which is totally my movie, right? And other than than my friend who put the camera above the uh, Siamese human knot scene and he put it up in the ceiling, which I never would have done, but turned out to be just awesome, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm saying is you bring other people into things and it's always better. Always. Well, this... Okay particular film is just incredible and i can't thank you all enough for sharing the story i this is the easiest podcast i've ever done because i could just sit back and let you all share this amazing vision with our listeners we we look forward to people watching it i I hope they go to jimweathers.com and take a look at it I, i think that they will be impressed 
I, I'm very impressed with Skylar's work in this and her vision of it. Um, proud to have done it with her. I'm Seriously. so happy to have it premiering on your website. It's, it's just, I, I want people to watch it. And, you know, if we do a part two, we'll see. Hopefully we'll, do. I have no idea what it'll be though. That's in her head, not mine. So yeah, it, it's been a very, it's been a fun experience. And I appreciate you coming here and talking to us about it. You know, yeah. me, me rambling on and on about it. You know, typical Jim Weathers fashion, but. Nobody better than you to talk to us about this movie. It's so good. You get it, you know. It's so good. No one else is going to get it why, the why way you do. Why do we end up talking for two hours? You know, every oh, time no. We do these things? I don't because we so love fun. what we do. <laughs> it is. It's fun. You're so you're very good at what you do. So Jim, you know. thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you all. <laughs> Special thanks to Skyder West and Jim Weathers for just spending some great time with me. As a matter of fact, after this particular episode, we talked for almost another hour just talking about how amazing this industry is and what might be in store for these two in the future. And I have to tell you, it's going to be great. Have you missed an episode or want to catch up on our nearly 200 episodes? All our shows are available in the archives. And here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. We stay inside the ropes next time on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want when the legendary rigger Lou Rubens joins us. He's been tying up beautiful women for decades, and he'll share his stories with us next time. New shows premiere every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. And that will do it for this edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, with special thanks to Kinkster Merch. Remember, you can find the assignment at jimweathersarchives.com. You can download one part of it or the entire movie. It's up to you, but I guarantee you, you're going to want to see the whole thing. I'm John, otherwise known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.